professionals. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to score, but... So I give them nine on whatever I think they'll score. So if I think the Jets will score 17, I give the Jets, you know, I give them, you know, 28 points on the day. I think that's accurate because an NFL football team can score an easy four touchdowns. It's this not that terrible. tripping, man. The Jets. About the Jets. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Yo. You, you got to realize where I already gave no, them a margin of nine. Fucking Jets, Larry? You come into this house and bring up the Jets? Do you know how much disappointment I have had to live with from the Jets? You've lived with disappointment? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. You know Larry? what this team has done to me? I haven't enjoyed a football season since 1969. <laughs> Consultant presents What's the Line podcast. We're back at it. Um, lovely day. Do we want to we want to re- review last week a little bit? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Soundman I mean, special was given by me. I went on one. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Soundman didn't have one. Uh, my best best went two and one, so I'm five and one on the season. Uh, Keith went two and zero oh last week, so he was he on the season sound two man? one and one two one and one. All right, he's got you now. You're, you're making one. You're making money with Keith. And our friend from Paris made. Oh, uh, he was he's one and two. One and two. One and two. Mm. Sneaky uh, San Diego Chargers guy. Oh, LA or whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later though. But um, we got a guest with us today. Our friend from Rome. Let's make some noise. <laughs> How you doing today, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm ready to get to it. All right, let's handy. You ready to handicap? Let's get right into it. Let's get to it. Thursday night football, Miami Dolphins at Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Spread right now is Jacksonville minus three. Total is 48. Rome, how you feel about this one? Lean a like or stay away? I'm going to lean here. going to lean with the Dolphins. Okay. Dolphins Uh, plus three. Yeah, I'm going to leave with the Dolphins plus three here. I like the Dolphins specifically on defense. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, he gives you what you can, you know, basically predict every weekend. I know, you know, as far as, you know, the Fitz magic thing, as far as the ceiling, but his basement is going to be right on par with what you expect from an average quarterback every week. So you know what you're getting from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. You don't know what you're getting from Gardner Minshew on one side. You got 19 for 20 last uh, week mm. one, balls out. Week two comes back, balls out. But you got to realize they were down, you know, pretty early in that game. It yeah. took a it took a pretty stark, you know, comeback for them to come back late there at home. So I'm not I'm not sold on Jags. You know, coming into the year, we thought the Jags would be the worst team in the NFL. Right. Why is that changed? Because they beat, you know, the Colts at home, and then. You know, I just, I'm just not sold on the Jags. They come back late, lose by three at home, make an ugly loss look pretty by three at home with fans in the stadium. Right. Not sold on the Jags. I think Brian Flores has the Miami Dolphins motivated. It's week three, you know, so there's no motivation factor as we were 
thinking or assuming last year on the Dolphins. They're going right. to show up. They're going to play. And, you know, I just I just like the Dolphins in this spot. Florida matchup, don't have to travel much. COVID issues shouldn't be a real issue here. So, give me the Dolphins plus three. All right, Simon, how do you feel about this one? <clears throat> wow. Um, some good convincing from Rome there, personally. Um, I'm, I'm leaning Jags now. That could surely change, but I was definitely going to lean Jags. But I like everything that Rome – I might talk myself into leaning Dolphins. I like everything you said. I definitely – you weren't here for last season, Rome, but I was definitely riding for – um, the good things that the Dolphins are doing towards the end of the season because of Brian Flores and the defense and all of those good things. I've been on the, the train of Tua will be playing by week five, and uh, okay. until then, I don't think it's going to be terrible sledding for the Dolphins. Until then, like they have a couple of pieces. Um, your guy, Magic Mike, went off last week. Hey. Devontae uh, Parker's there. I mean, like, Preston Williams. They, they got pieces there. And granted, um, what's Buddy's name? Fitzpatrick definitely, you know, throws the hell out of the ball. But I don't think he's the guy to throw that ball to these pieces. So, eventually, they'll get there. But I'm just going to still lean Jags, um, even though I shouldn't, just because the um, – I think, you know, they're home. They're going to have their fans there again. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just leaning Jags for the Gardner fact. You know, you definitely right that he did have to throw himself back in the game. It was a very weird game. Little rain delays, lightning delays last week. It was definitely a game I watched randomly, Bills and Dolphins. So, I've seen it all. Um, but I'm just going to – I'm going to leave Jags. I'm still – I'm going to just stay with the Jags. Let me preface my statement early on this episode. I do not like any of the games this week. But um, I'm, I'm a flip flop. Yeah, that's the fans, fans, the fans, fans man. Yeah, I don't like them all, man. So look, look. Um, I don't want to even get in, stay into this because you know we all pretty much lean in this game. So I don't want to stay on this too long. But I lean with the Jaguars. I think they're a little underrated right now at this point. They're supposed to be the worst team in the league, but they're undefeated against the spread this year, including an outright win. Um, and I believe they were like plus 900 in that game. So uh, I, I lean with the Jaguars. I think Minshew Mania is real. It comes from Mike Leach offense. Um, you know, they, you know, throw the ball. And I, I, I think he's he's what Baker Mayfield was supposed to be or is supposed to be. For sure. Um, you know, Minshew, he just kind of plays with a chip on his shoulder. He doesn't care what anybody's talking about, the, you know, around or, you know, the rest of the world. And I think he just plays well. And um, the fact that, uh, you know, Dolphins aren't like a good team at all, you know what I mean? So, uh, and Jacksonville can have fans in the stands. That's a big deal. We had our friend from um, Paris told us last week that, you know, he thought that the Jaguars having fans in the stands played uh, a bit of a part in week one and them beating the Colts. And then when we talk about just the Dolphins and we talk about their receivers and everything, like I love Magic Mike, but I don't, we're talking about Mike Jacecki here, Magic Mike, uh, peace guy, but. I don't see him having a performance like that again. You know what I mean? So, but with a Devontae Parker who's that dealing with the hamstring injury, and um, who's the kid out of Florida, cornerback? Daryl Henderson is, is Henderson. Henderson. Yep. He's he, they saying he got the straps right now, according to PFF. So he plays football. I expect him to lock down at SEC least one. Product. I expect him to lock down at least one receiver and um, home home crowd behind them uh, with the Jacksonville. So I'll lean with Jacksonville in this case. Uh, Dolphins, though, under Brian Flores, 8-6 versus the AFC against the spread. 7-5 um, and five against the spread after a loss. 5-4 and four is a road dog. Um, 
And for the Jaguars under Barone, 23-16-2 against the spread versus the AFC. So we'll see that one. But all leans, though, we don't any anyone, no one feels really strongly about that one. Looks like some more leans um, here, but Bears at Falcons. Uh, total is 48. Falcons favored by four now. Looks like gone up a little bit, sound man. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm leaning Falcons here. Uh, we were talking about it uh, prior to us recording, but Falcons, man, you like a must win is this early in the season is always bad, but it's like, yo, you guys are just up 20 to nothing. You lost on some special teams. Coaches aren't coaching properly to let you know what you need to do in certain situations. So everybody has to be pissed. The Julio drops a TD. Like, I think they need to be – you got to be pissed. You got to you gotta get this game. I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken. I think Atlanta has fans, I think, either for this game or it might be October. I know it was a couple of teams that said uh, after the first two weeks they might – Bring their fans back. I mm-hmm. thought I saw something that said Atlanta. Was, Atlanta has fans? Atlanta. I think it's either after <laughs> the first two weeks or I think their first week in October. We'll, you know, we'll give it out when it, when I find it. But if they do have fans, you know what I'm saying, that can aid this. And then it's like these Bears, you know, who knows what these Bears are about. They're randomly 2-0. It's been an ugly 2-0. But I'm really just leaning Falcons for the simple fact that they were supposed to beat America's quote-unquote team and they didn't, and they lost in terrible fashion. Like, you guys need to go out here and get this win. I'm, I'm leaning Falcons. Yep, and before you go, wrong, I just want to put out there, Bears 11-9 um, against the spread after a win under Matt Nagy, 15-12 and 12 against the spread versus the NFC, um, and they are top 10 in rushing yards per game right now with David Montgomery. How do you feel about this game, Rome? I actually do have a player on this game. I like the Falcons' first half line. So think what is after that? last is week, is it minus one and a half or two right now? It's probably. Let me check. I can check right uh, now. Okay. Well, we'll just, let's assume one and a half. We can assume two. I okay, still like two. the Falcons' first line, first half line. Yep. Uh, specifically, I mean, after last week's, you know, meltdown in Dallas, I think they come back sharp. You know, their offense has never been the problem. Nope. Between the twenties, the offense moves the football. This, the the Chicago Bears. I mean, last week we look at how they how they squeak out their win. It it took Maserati Mitch some some quarterbacking to do, and it <laughs> came late in the football game. The Bears have Mitch Trubisky. They're not gonna come out early in the game trying to sling the ball and get a lot of points on the board. What they're gonna try and do is they're gonna try and beat you with your defense, and control the rock. Get up twelve. Get up ten, and sit. Atlanta, they're going to come at you every play. Atlanta's a team that will pass the ball on first down. You yeah. got Mitchell Trubisky on the Bears' side. You're not worried about first and second down. And so I like the Falcons at home. First half line gets cut in half of the full game line, obviously, yeah. at three and a half or four. So I'll take two. I could easily see the Falcons going to the half up three. Yeah, I'm actually agree with you here, Rome. Um, when you just made that case, I really like this Falcons uh, first half minus two. Well, I just lean with the Falcons minus four for the full game, um, mainly because uh, it looks like I mean they just don't know how to finish out games sometimes, and then they're also 38, 42 and one against the spread as a home fave uh, under uh, with Matt Ryan as a quarterback. So I'm a little wary of that. But um, Falcons actually pretty decent against the run this year. Uh, 
Ninth in opponents rushing yards per game, just a little under 100, 105 yards rushing yards per game. So, um, with Dion Jones out there, Dion mm-hmm. Bone Jones out mm-hmm. there, uh, Keanu and, O'Neal is also yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, they all you know got some D linemen. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I think they'll be able to like kind of stop the run. And while they give up a bunch of passing yards, that's not Trubisky's like strong uh, suit. Not worried so, about that at all, especially in that first half nope. where you get, got a team that's two and zero, a little a little fat and hungry. And then you got a, a team that's zero and two, that's um, desperate for a win in an extremely tough division. So exactly, yeah, I, I love that. I agree with that there with you. And actually. I'm also not saying that the Falcons are, you know, I, I definitely don't want this to get misconstrued as the Falcons being, you know, don't don't let this, you know, go over as a whale pick in the terms of the first half. The Falcons just being, you know, motivationally upset about. I don't think it has anything to do with last week. Yeah. I just think they're a team that starts off fast on offense. They're a team that can put up points at will. Calvin Ridley in the slot, Julio Jones on the outside. I mean, are, are we expecting Julio Jones to come out there? And I mean, you know, he hasn't been a touchdown machine in the past few years, but he's been very productive. And dropping balls as he did last week, I don't see him doing that this week. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we agree there that I might be one of my best bets, actually, Falcons, uh, that first half. So, we'll see. Um, next game, I'll, I'll, I'll start with myself because I, I think I got a like here. Rams at Bills, totals 48. Bills Mafia favored by two right now. Look ahead was minus three. Um, I like the Bills in this spot. Um, I think it's uh, really interesting that the fact that they're actually uh, playing so opposite from what they were last year. Uh, the Bills right now are number one in the league in passing yards per game, 359 yards uh, per game. Um, and they're 22nd in rushing yards, uh, just a little under 105, so they're still over 100 yards per game. But uh, the Bills are just uh, – I think they're in a really good spot right here. They're at home. Um, obviously, like, I don't think there will be, you know – uh, you know, a crowd in there, but they are um, nine six and one against the spray versus the NFC under Sean McDermott. Uh, Panthers North, you know, I'm you know you know about that, huh, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, although the uh, the Rams have a pretty good record against the spread uh, as a road team under McVay, I just like the Bills in this spot. It's going to be a little colder uh, this Sunday. Um, it's going to be about a low of like. 58, you know, 58 degrees, maybe a high of um, 67 or so. Jared Goff in the cold is, we don't not, like him. is not a good play. Not um, in the cold. Not a, 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 in the cold Outside and on the road. period. Outside period. So, and then it's also, there's rain in the forecast. So, I'm actually looking at this with the total so high, 48. And that, that total is basically off just strength off the Rams. And um, then, you know, we, we like we said, we think Jared Goff is going to struggle in the cold and the rain. And as well as uh, the Rams have been, you know, very good this year, just running the ball. And the Bills look like they're going to stop uh, the ball from being run. Um, opponents are averaging just 75.5 rushing yards per game. That's top three in the league right now from the Buffalo Bills. So I think Jared Goff is going to struggle in this game. I've seen him on the road against tough defenses before. I love the Bills here. That's going to be your best bet. Uh, Rome, how do you feel? I agree with everything you said about Jared Goff. I'm a big Jared Goff fan, but Jared Goff outside just isn't a guy. Specifically <laughs> when, you know, you got a defense that can play complementary defense to a running offense, meaning taking the air out of the ball for Goff. So, you know, you, we, we, we sit here and say the Rams have a run game. I mean, do they? 
have the Rams ever banked on their run game? So well, I think their run game is yeah, their they, run they, game they is. Didn't bank on I mean, yeah, Gurley, yeah, yeah they did. And now Gurley. they're they're off their uh, committee, and like Henderson had that's like, fair. Over I think that's fair. yards combined total yards last week. So that's fair. But like, I, I I see the Rams as I don't see them as a team specifically. You know, directly converse to the Bills as a team that runs the football. That is their identity. That's right. not the Rams' identity. The Rams' identity is running the football to set up that boot, to set up that play action. You got the backside, you got the backside halfback screen, you got the backside uh, tight end screen, you got the boot rollout to the check in to the tight end coming over to the flat. You got all types of combinations off the bootleg that the Rams do. So the Rams aren't necessarily running the ball to run the ball and prove the point the same way the Raiders and the Bills are. Yeah, they're running the ball to set up that boot on play no, action. No doubt. I, in fact, I've seen Sean McVay. Do like a play or two that may only get them one yard or two yards, but it's just to keep you honest and set up that deep play a uh, quarter or two later. I've seen it with the Washington and I've seen it with the Rams and you know I've seen it in some in between. So yeah. And so I, I do like Sean. I, I I like every. I'm a big Rams offensive fan. Yep. I like everything about Sean McVay and I think Jared Goff is great. He's a when they on schedule, gave, they should have gave McVay that that uh, golf contract. It would have been unprecedented. That's fair. That's but, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, I think. But we I could think do that. I think, like I said, I mean, I'm a big golf fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge golf fan when golf is on track, and being on track and on schedule means second and six, third and six, right, third and four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, and and I don't see that happening with the Bills. I see the Bills. You know, okay, you got the Rams, who is a team that will pass on first down. They'll run the boot on first down. So say they get, you know, they end up in second and seven, second and six. They're the same team that's going to come back and throw the ball on second and six. Yeah. They're not going to be able to chuck it across the yard on, on the Bills. Now, where I do see an issue with the Bills here is, you know, uh, contrary to what, what others feel, I think the Rams' defense is a, is better than they've been in the past two or three years. I think the Rams' defense will be not necessarily top ten, but I think they'll be formidable. And against a team like the Bills who can't score points at will, I think that does press an issue. Now, if the Rams cannot stop the run, it's Bills Mafia all the way. Because that's all that's all it's gonna be. The but Bills will hand the ball off thirty six times. They've been playing the opposite way though. I mean they so have far, so they far have this year. but but we we know that that's not their identity. The last thing Sean uh, you know, McDermott wants to do is have, you know, my my guy Allen throwing the ball 36 times at home in the rain in Buffalo. That's okay, not now, now what that he makes wants. Sense. That makes sense. Um, so, the, the Salman, Salman, how do you feel about this one? Bill's Mafia, your, your squad, your guys. Yeah, one of, one of many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although, um, Rome, you definitely it sounds like you, you ultimately are for the Bills. I do disagree. And I'm on, I'm on, I'm on peace side about how, you know, they definitely flip the script of how their offense is. They're not running the ball 36 times on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They will pass the ball 36 times on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as P, though, um, I definitely love the Bills here, and I love the Bills here solely for the Rams. I think uh, last week they put up 37 points on the Trash Eagles. I think, um, you know, beat the Cowboys. And then you come out and you, you play the, uh, the Eagles and you – you know, the box score looks like you did really well, but I don't think they actually did really well. Um, they had a the first, I guess, quarter and a half, they had like 24 points, and then like the last quarter, that's when they got to their 37 or something. So I don't think it was like a onslaught of them being great. Um, I think um, the Bills. Do you think Wentz 
had something to do with that? Oh, yeah, I don't believe in Wentz right now. Okay. But I also think, you know. Right now. Yeah, right now. I got nothing for Wentz. Um, Did you believe in Wentz last three weeks of uh, the regular season last year? I can only say that Wentz beat my team six times in a row. So, okay. um, Just asking. To the Bills' point, though, I think they're, they were, you know, they're definitely playing opposite. They're scoring hella points this year. It's usually been like, let's play defense and get out of here with a D. I think they want to get back to clamping down on defense. Yes, their rushing defense has been great, but they kind of been getting – a nigga's been getting off on them in the passing game, so I think this is a good week for them to, like, clamp down on defense against these receivers. I would say don't start your your Rams receivers in fantasy this week. It might be one of them to get off, but, like, all three of them, they usually get off. I don't think this is the Sunday for them. I love the Bills here, especially at minus two. Like, I love the Bills And here. so, you know, I hate to talk teaser action on real lines, but, you know, you got the Bills minus two, and, you know, golden rule on teasers, you don't usually want to cross that zero line. I think if you like the Bills here, you just play them. You play them on the money line. Because at minus two, you, you're just playing with fire. It's at two and a half now that I'm looking at oh, it. Well, you're playing at two and a half. <laughs> because I like him at a field goal. Yeah, I do like sure. him at a field goal. But oh. at two, what are we doing? We either pushing or we losing or we winning by one. I ain't got time for that. So at two and a half, you know, I play Bills at home. All right. So, yeah, we got some likes on the Bills That's here. a like. That's not even a lean. That's a oh, like on the Bills. three likes. Now I'm nervous. Now I'm nervous. Sure, All right. I'm sure nervous. All right. So, Washington football team um, at Cleveland Browns. Browns favored by seven now. Seven and a half at some spots. Uh, total is 44. Um, Salman, how do you feel about this one? Fan man. Fan man. Uh, real team. <laughs> Number one team of all the six. Um <laughs> I'm going to lean my team this week. It'll be very rare this season that I do so. Um, I haven't seen much out of the Browns for maybe, you know, over a season and a half at this point for them to be favored against Mm. my team Mm -mm. by seven points. More so favored against my front seven by seven points. I think um, obviously last week, you know, I think week one, I said we showed the blueprint on Carson Wentz. You get to him, like, you know, you have a field day, you'll probably win the game. Week two, we have an elusive quarterback and just tortures us. Right. I think that is going to be the key to beating us at that point. We probably have no answer for the elusive quarterback. Baker Mayfield is not an elusive quarterback. Yep. I think we get to this guy. Yep. May you know we might get you know I Browns ain't winning by seven I'll tell you that it'll be a close game they haven't done anything that warrants a seven point spread at this point there so. we go and I'm gonna keep it short and sweet I totally agree with you sound man um, I also lean Washington um I would probably uh go under the Washington team total because I don't know what Haskins is doing out there. But um no I think I think this would be a much closer game Cleveland has not done anything to be warned about uh about seven and a half points seven points um and like I said like you said Washington front seven is pretty good when you could I think both quarterbacks here is pretty similar when you can get to them they kind of like freeze up and uh sort of so I like Washington in this case uh plus seven I think this would be a closer game than people expect um uh, so a little overreaction with Cleveland what they did last week but um yeah I, I'll lean with the plus seven uh Rome how do you feel about this one? Land points with 
the Cleveland yeah, Browns yeah, is points. just not. That's just not in the cards. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Okay, he's not laying points. No, gotcha. no, 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 no. I'm not laying points with Cleveland Browns. I'm also just. I, let, let me let me say in the upfront here. This is a lean. This okay. is not a like or a play that I necessarily might play. It might go in a parlay or something. Lean. But the Browns. We really, I mean, I understand. And this is what we did last year. What we did last year is we look at the Browns roster and we look on paper and we say, okay, this talent matches up. Nice performance against the Bengals, possibly bottom three. They were the worst team in the league last year. Right. So let's go this year, you know. Let's just say this year, you know, bottom three still. No, I, I totally get it. And, I, you know, we obviously all agree here. Um, let me throw out some quick stats for the fans. Um, the Browns or the Washington football team, 11-17 and 17 against the spread after a loss. So uh, that one's there. 18-13, um, and 13, though, outside of the NFC East. And Rivera, Coach Rivera, 26-19 and 19 as a road dog. So that's just specifically for Rivera. Um, Browns. Uh, don't have too much, uh, but under since Baker Mayfield since 2018, uh, five and eight against the spread after a win. So nothing to really uh, get your, your your boots knocking for Cleveland. Uh, next game, Titans at Vikings. My guy, Mike Zimmer. I'm sorry, man. It's a rough year. <laughs> um, Vikings, you know, Titans favored by two and a half. Over under is 48. Uh, for me, it was a stay away. Sound man, what about you? Yeah, um, look, I think I actually like the Vikings here. Yep. Not the Vikings, excuse me, Titans. like the Titans here. Um, I haven't seen, I'm not even going to just curse that out. I haven't seen nothing from the Vikings this year um, that makes me want to believe in them on this game. Um, I've seen them let a rookie go off last week with some good rushing yards. I thought my guy Derrick Henry was going to go nuts last week. He didn't even hit 100. So I just think um, this might be another, you know, heavy dose of King Henry to beat the Vikings at this point. And I'm just going to lean with them off the strength of King Henry. Uh, that's that's what I'm here for at this point. Like, go, <laughs> go Derrick Henry. Vikings, I hate to see it. You're a guy. You told me so much about him. For him to go 0-3, that kind of sucks. But, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, how do you feel, Rome? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think the question is how no do one's, we... No one's hype about this. Yeah, Everybody's I mean, ah, I, I, just, I just want full disclosure. I got burned last week. Zimmer off a loss. Took it blind just because. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, do I want to get burned again this week off Zimmer off a double no, loss? I, I don't I, necessarily know. I think know. it's bigger than Zimmer at this point. Like, I the do. Talent just I do. There. I think the talent is not there, and I think they're saying something on the NFL roster. When their talent is lacking on an NFL roster, within, you know, I would say within the top 22 teams, the talent is quite, you know, between 22 to, let's say, eight. Yep. The talent is about the same on NFL. And you go up, you could probably go further than that. You could probably go 22 to four or five. The talent is probably very relative, right? And so what I think here is happening in Minnesota is they're having a talent issue. I would, and, yeah. I don't want to stop you, but like, no, no talent. I mean, okay, we have no bar this week. How many people are not on this team from last year? Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. no. Anthony no, Barr is hurt. Before we even get into that, that's a talent Stephon issue. Stephon Diggs. They have a talent issue. Okay. 
Not, they're not there. They have a talent issue. And so they're if we, talented. if we, if we, you know, rank the best Vikings from 2019, I, I, hmm, yeah, I mean, I'd be likely to say over two and a half of their most important players are missing from last year. A couple of teams have like ten niggas opt out. Of Very this fair. Very fair. But. You know, and that that also adds to the to the confusion of this play because Mike Zimmer off a loss. We've seen teams lose more. But what does that mean to those teams? If it may be on the coach who has such a good record (laughs) against the spread, that means meeting expectations. You're telling me that oh, it's his fault now because like he was just about to name so many guys. I just didn't. I just stopped them, but. I mean, when you lose guys that can get to the quarterback, like Everson, Everson Griffin, Griffin, like that's a very big deal. And when you have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, eighty-four minutes. Now, the first two years with him of Kirk Cousins was pretty okay. Like, and that was because the Vikings had an offense that was on schedule. And that, and, and I know I keep going line. back to four on schedule, but on schedule teams like the Vikings, teams like the the Titans, teams these teams need to be on schedule. They aren't teams that are going to get third and eight. They don't have too much in it. You, When do we see Kirk Cousins in the gun dealing? Yeah, you know what, though? Even even Vegas is, you got it. Even Vegas is realizing that, you know, we're not we're not idiots. Like, we, they, they have the Titans at two and a half. It ain't six and a half. Like, That's they right. understand the Zimmer, the motivation. You know, but, I mean, the talent just isn't there. If you have no DBs to stop down these guys. So, I, I, I just, you know, I, I don't see how they could do it. Um, But, I, like I said, it was a stay away from me. But I did want to mention that Kirk Cousins in that offense, 32nd in the league with 171.5 passing yards per game. He was flat out awful last week. Um, and, you know, I, I just don't know what, they, what they're supposed to do. At um, least the Titans know who they are. Exactly. Right? Right. They know who they are. And and, and I, I'm fine dying on a hill with the team. What I'm not fine with is taking the Vikings two and a half. And I have seen them for two weeks, and I still don't know what I'm getting from the, from the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Dalvin Cook, 12 rushes, 59 yards first week, and something very similar last week. So if they can't run the ball, are we expecting Kirk Cousins to go off for 364 and four touchdowns? No, they lose somebody on the no. line as well? Like, what, what the hell happened okay. to Dalvin? It is a it's talent issue is. at the most important positions of skill. Everybody, you can't be good for every year. So, yeah, well, this just isn't a And that year. is why the Bills have been chucking the ball 36 right. times and the Vikings. Exactly. But, <laughs> you know, if this gets to three and a half. That's a direct correlation, four. I would say. I mean, it's just interesting, though. But Vegas is, I mean, two and a half isn't a large number. So, I mean, they were, they're still respecting Mike Zimmer there. Sound man. But uh, next game, <laughs> 49ers at Giants. Uh, let's say we got a couple leans here. We'll see how Rome feels at the end. But, um, Sound man, how do you feel about this one? 49ers at Giants. 49ers by three and a half. Total is 41. Um, what did I do? I think I, I might just think myself into liking the Niners here um, even though I don't want to we all know um, the brutal Sunday week two Sunday they had I hate to see it for all of their guys I'm only gonna actually I'm gonna stick with a, a lean for the Niners here. I don't even know if uh, Garoppolo's playing at this point um, so like I don't know if I'm believing in Nick Mullins but the Giants also suck and their best player is gone Saquon Barkley. Yeah, so it's just like, what are y'all really about to do to beat the 49ers? Uh, Kittle might be back. 
49ers didn't travel back to the West Coast. I know you talk about traveling all the time. They're in West Virginia right now, so they're still here. Um, they're where right West now? Virginia. Who's in West Virginia? 49ers. The 49ers are in West Virginia. Yeah, they're in West Virginia. <laughs> That's so random. All in right. West Virginia. They didn't travel back to gotcha. the same place. Gotcha. They're in West Virginia. Um, but um, a thing, a thing to look for in this game is they definitely said they, you know, the players feel like they have an anxiety or whatever for the turf or whatever. They're trying to blame these that, injuries yeah. on the turf. I don't know about that personally. Um, but I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna love the Niners right now solely because I have no idea if Garoppolo's playing or not. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I can only lean with the 49ers, but it's mostly just because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't. Um, I don't know if he's gonna play or not. But uh, most of the other injuries, the Giants suck, man. They're awful. They're awful at home um, against the spread. Uh, since 2017, they're 6-18-1 against the spread as a home team. I liked them last week against the Bears. Like I said, they're much, much better uh, as a road team, um, as a road dog specifically, the Giants are. But as a home team, they're god-awful. Like 6-18-1 against the spread as a home team since 2017. So I can't do it. I think the 49ers still have at least enough talent to, you know, they they, have, they run like five running backs deep. You guys have no idea. So look for um, the Jeff Wilson Juniors and the um, Jeremy McKinnons of the world to um, put in work with that, that Shanahan scheme defense. I also think offense, it's relevant rather. to mention uh, 49ers staying on the East Coast this week. Yeah, yeah, you just mentioned that. Uh, they're staying in West Virginia this week. Um, sound man dead, but uh, you lean or like this one, Rome? Um, 49ers, so, so I have a play with this, a parlay money line play with the 49ers. I have nothing on the line gotcha. specifically. So I'll just mention that towards the end with, with, with the rest of my plays. Okay. Um, so really no feels for that one. I think no one's bad now. There's just too many injuries. Like let's 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 keep it a buck. Mm. Well, I mean, I might, I might parlay it, but I ain't, I ain't betting this exactly. shit. Exactly. There we go. So uh, I like how we got that through that one quick. Uh, Bengals at Eagles. Eagles favored by six now. Totals forty six and a half. Start with me, man. I like the Eagles in this spot. Um, at home, uh, rookie quarterback. Um, although uh, we did see Joe Burrow look pretty good last week. Um, you know. Under Zach Taylor, the Bengals are four and seven against the spread in non-division games, um, six and nine after a loss. But I just, I just really think the Eagles, you know, their backs are against the wall right here. They know how they have to keep up to stay in their division. Um, like I said, a rookie quarterback, awful offensive line, and then um, Philly's just also still pretty good at stopping a run. They're, um, you know, looks like they're top. Um, whoa, looks like they're. Uh, Actually, 22 right now. They're better at uh, stopping the pass. But um, I think uh, Rams got off on them last week now that I think about it. so But I think they're going to stop the, the Bengals from even just doing anything offensively uh, with that offensive line. So I will look for Eagles minus six and Bengals team total under. So that's I have a, a question. Yeah. Just this is for the table. Do, do we think Zach Taylor is a professional football coach? No. Oh, I mean, professional football coach, yeah, assistant, but not like a professional head coach. Head football no, I coach. don't think he's head coach. I mean, I mean, obviously he is. That's what's on his. So, so <laughs> where do we see the projection of specifically? Okay, we got to remember who Zach Taylor is. Zach Taylor, you know, Sean McVay's guy, one of his guys, right? One of his Get guys, it. right? So, offense, quarterback, whisperer, whatever you want to call it, right? Hasn't been there. He gets his guy this year, so he has Joe. He has his guy to work with. How much longer do we give Zach Taylor? And it's not us. You know, we aren't the Brown family. Who, you know, 
how long does Zach Taylor get in Cincinnati? And how much is he now connected with Joe Burrow? Because he didn't come in at the same time. And right. the Bengals were terrible last year under just him. So, I mean... I, we can answer those questions, but as far as like you think that that involves the line, as far as like no, what no, 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 do? no. This is nothing so to do with this game. This is more so just <laughs> Bengals. What are we seeing? And and it, it kind of does because it kind of asks me where the trajectory of the Bengals go. The Bengals are a bad team. Like that's how it is right now. And like I think, understandably, they're going to be a five win at, at best team, right? Yeah, I mean, long term. But I mean, are they really, a five with a best team that, that ends up like Miami did last year towards the end of the season that puts up points and competitively plays ball and does cover the nut? Rome, Rome. This is really great conversation, but, like, are they going to cover the spread this week? That's all we're worried about. Like, we can't think about the future with Zach Taylor. And so that's he, why. They all suck. Okay, so that's, it, it's all it's all relatively and, yeah, correlated. Any, any and coach, so let me connect it to this week. Any coach right. that actually a rookie to quarterback throw to 61 times in one game is not a good coach. Very not, fair. Yeah. Okay. But we're living in a time of Kyler Murray who came out and last year, you know, lots of criticism towards Kings, you know, Kingsbury. Kingsbury out there in Arizona. But how many times Murray's throwing and blah, blah, blah. So you got a, a similar instance here. They didn't come in together, right? Similar instance. They don't come in together, have a terrible year before the quarterback takes over. Now you have your quote unquote guy, right? And so now you're linked to this quarterback success. We see what's going on in Arizona. This is year two with Murray under Kingsbury. This is year three for Kingsbury, or is this year no, two? They, they came in. They together. came in together. In okay, fact, okay. They, they, he's the Fair. one they wanted. To so, go. so you got Taylor and and Burrow in a very similar instance, one year difference, right? Where are we expecting? I mean, you let him throw sixty-one times in week two. So. It, do we see that continue? Because if, if that does continue, I do see the Bengals scoring a lot of points. Do I see them winning games? No. But if you're throwing the ball 61 times, you're giving a much better chance of covering that nut and scoring more points than if you were running the ball 61 times. You see what I'm saying? Or if, if right. you were if you were doing what the Bills were doing with Josh Allen in his rookie season. You see what I'm saying? The Bengals' volatility on offense, I think, is... It should be a concern, and and not specifically, you know, long term. But in this spot here at six against a defense and the Eagles, I mean, they they shut out all, uh, the Redskins in the first half, whatever. And then last week, Washington football team. Sorry, apologies. Uh, you know, so last week they give up twenty four and three quarters, and then you know attack on then towards the end of the Rams. So they've given up thirty plus. To a quality offense, and then they've given up, you know, some points to a not so great offense. Where, why are we loving the uh, the the Eagles here in the spot? The Eagles dominate on the the defensive the offensive line for the Bengals is awful. So agree, um, they, agree. They can't. They're not going to be able to like run the ball at all. So that makes them once the one dimensional. When you're one dimensional against a pretty decent team, like it, it's not going to work out. Um, and you know, I, like I said, I like. <laughs> like the Eagles in this spot, minus six. Do you Fair. lean or what do you, what do you, what do you, how do you, what do you, what do you side with this one, Rome? I lean Bengals. He leans Bengals. I like Eagles. You uh, want to put up a chicken sandwich bet on that one? Let's do that. Let's do that. There it is. First chicken bet. Uh, let's let's keep it black on, it though. Let's find so, another place. Uh, we can, uh, yeah, yeah, we can keep it black on. Right on, right on. God bless. All right. 
Sound man, you give, how do you feel about that? Uh, Please keep it short. Obviously, yeah, for sure, keeping it short. Uh, first, Sorry. before I get into my short answer, I just want to say I'm blaming AJ Green for the reason why the Bengals are going to uh, Rome. He dropped and he dropped a lot of shit these first two games. Um, I'll say that to say I definitely was on Rome's side prior to him getting into a rant. <laughs> as well as you, P, getting into whatever you had to say about it. I was definitely going Bengals, but then this was the last game I picked on this whole sheet today because I didn't know which way I wanted to go. So this is my stay away. It's my All first right. stay away. Sections at Stiller. Stiller's favorite by four. Over under is 44 and a half. Um, Sam, how do you feel about this Hate one? Hate to see it for Deshaun Watson, but I believe he goes on three this week. Um, Stiller's D... It's just amazing. Amazing. And, um, the issue with um, Watson throughout his whole career is he gets touched a lot, and um, I think he gets touched this game. Um, and his receivers are garbage. The, the people that they put in place for Hopkins are just not cutting it. Um, what is it, David Johnson though? He's kind of looking good as a Texan. Looks rejuvenated, I, I would yeah, say. For sure, looks good as a Texan. Didn't didn't expect this personally, but. Um, Nonetheless, I'm going to just lean Steelers here. Don't like the four, but I think the defense gets it done. I hate to see it for Deshaun, though. Yeah, for anyone that's out there listening, like, I love David Johnson, but guys like him don't move the line. It's all about, you know what I mean, the quarterbacks and, like, Correct. you know what I mean? Even, like, even the Will Fullers, the DeAndre Hopkins, they may do move not half move a lines. Point, maybe. Correct. You know what I mean? But that's it. Like, so. and, and of all the people that you named, honestly, Hopkins is the only one that will move yeah, the, the line. Yeah, the only one that will move the line. Um, So I just want to throw that out there, but – I think with the Steelers in this one, um, under since 2014, under Bill O'Brien, Texans 17, 21, and one is a road dog. Uh, they cannot run the ball right now. 84.5 rushing yards per game. I expect that to go down. Uh, Steelers dominant on defense. I, you know, I just don't see it. I'm, I'm just only lean with it though because the Steelers can be a high variance team. They have been, you know, under this Big Ben era for you know some time, but. Um, I will lean with the Steelers minus four. Maybe I'll drop it down to minus three by a point and make it my best bet or something. But, uh, Rome, how do you feel about that one? I like the Steelers here. And, of course, we don't like to talk lines or variances of how we want to vary the line. So let's work with four, right? Yep. And then I'll I'll speak on top of how I'm going to vary that. I'll take that down to three and a half at easily. You know, I'll, I'll gladly take that at minus, oh, yeah, say you know, minus 120, point. minus 125 or whatever it is. But I just don't like that four hook. I, I could see a 28-24 game. I think here you see the Steelers dominating for the most part of the game. And then you, you get the Houston, you know, last minute ditch effort and the shotgun to Sean Watson put off two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and somehow backdoor covering maybe. But I don't necessarily see the Texans showing up here. Uh, I don't think Bill O'Brien is that great of a coach in terms of, you know, coaching teams with mediocre talent. I think I think a lot of times he's been blessed with bailouts and instead of third. I don't see the Texans here doing much. I think Mike Tom is the better coach. I think the Steelers, I mean, they've scored 26 points both weeks in a row. They've, you know, played well in defense. So I'll take the Steelers here minus three and a half. Yep, everybody like it. Uh, leans with the Steelers. Like it. Um, like, like it, it. at like three it. and a half. Um, yeah, I lean with it at four, but at, at three, I'll like it out by the full point. Um, do want to say, though, um, Stillers um, after – no, just Stillers, uh, just number one in the league uh, as far as opponents rushing yards per game, allowing 66 yards. And then um, 
the Texans allowing over 198 opponents rushing yards per game. So I will look for James Conner um, over in rushing yards. Uh, I will also play that over with um, Benny Snell as well, just in case Connor goes out. But they're going to run on this team. Raiders at Patriots. Patriots favor by six and a half. Total is 48. I will start with myself. I like the Patriots in this spot. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're just coming off a loss. Uh, New England, uh, Bill Belichick was able to watch a full game of this Raiders offense last night. You know what I mean? Just like the rest of us. Um my database only goes back to 2003, but um, since 2003, Bill Belichick, 121, 82, and four against the spread, non-division opponents. So um, you know he, he, you know he's a killer. But um, this 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 Patriots offense top ten in pat in passing yards per game and rushing yards per game. So um, I, I like the Patriots in this spot. While, while I am um, I do I like the Raiders team, but um. <laughs> I just, I just can't take the, uh, you know, take them here and with a little rest. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Rome? Not going to get too much controversy from me here. I like the Patriots in this spot. I think the Raiders had a nice game. I had the Raiders the other night uh, at home in their home opener, and that's specifically because the Raiders know what they do, yeah. and they do it really well, and that was more so just a fade against Drew Brees. I don't necessarily believe in the Raiders as being a – you know, 11 and 5, 10 and 16, but I don't doubt it. I think their ceiling is 10 and 6, but I don't think they get a win here on the road, traveling East Coast here. It's a 1 p.m. game. So, uh, travel, we didn't mention that. You're yeah, right. You got travel here involved, and you got a team here in the Patriots that, I mean, it, you know, you look back as far as history and Drew, uh, sorry, uh, Drew Brees, uh, look back in history as far as Bill Belichick and how he does his seasons and, and how his teams usually progress. You know, week one through five, it's usually a feel-out phase. Yeah. Not necessarily tripping if you see the Patriots three and five after week five, or three and two after week five. But uh, here in this spot, I mean, he doesn't have too much wiggle room. He doesn't have Tom Brady. He has to get these wins now and when they matter. And so I think the Raiders being an on-scheduled team, I think if the Patriots can play solid defense – Discipline football, which, you know, we can expect from the Patriots specifically at home. Yep. You know, I like them being able to cover a nut specifically against a team that has to stay on schedule. We got Darren Waller as their best receiver, their best tight end, their best whatever you want to call it. And their second best is Jacobs. We've yet to see uh, rigs go off here yet, rugs go off here yet uh, in, in, in Oakland so or in Vegas. So, you know, what are why are we necessarily loving the Raiders, you know? So I don't think the Raiders will necessarily be able to keep up as far as defensively. Their defense couldn't tackle the other night. I mean, that was terrible tackling I saw from the Raiders. They they somehow find a way defensively to stick together, but their tackling was terrible. So you got a team in New England who will run the ball. They'll switch up a game plan with you week to week. We don't necessarily know what we're getting. I'm not going to sit here and act like an oracle like we know we're going to get from Bill Belichick. I do think they'll be able to cover six and a half at home against a Raiders team that is, eh. Sam, how do you feel? Got a lot of points. Uh, let me start by saying um, tackling definitely was terrible uh, last night. Um, definitely love the Patriots here. P, I'm disappointed that you didn't mention two things, um, one being Cameron Newton. And the second thing that I've seen on this piece of paper is something that I thought of in my head before I looked at it. I don't know when. I know you said your database only goes back to 2003. Only? only 17 years ago? Yeah, it only goes back that far. Uh, <laughs> something about 42 and 18 after a loss for the Pats. Um, I'm yep. looking at um, 
just looking at the game last week, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, Cam Newton gets stuffed on like the three yard line. That has to hurt. Um, so I think you're coming out. You're super motivated to win this game. You're at the crib. Um, Raiders, I feel like, won a game that, you know, not too many people think they should have won. So they're probably on a high horse. Specifically as a young team. Yeah. You know, we, we need to wait to see how the Raiders can deal with wins. Yeah. They're not used to it. They're not a team. You know, I the Patriots, they can deal with an early loss. And I can see them bounce back much stronger than I do seeing the it's, Raiders it's coming back off a early win against a team that they yeah. were not sp- supposed to Pats be. Pats early, they're definitely a 500 team, so they can deal with that. Um, you know, Gruden's got to prove himself, what, in year two or three of the 10 years. But uh, just, just solely off the fact that the way the Patriots took their L last week and the high horse that the Raiders are on, I love the pass here. Um, also, the thing that I mattered about you that you didn't mention, Cam Newton, is how the media was saying, oh, he's just running, barely did too much in week one, and then week two he Man. comes out and damn, they throws four in the fucking I mean, yards. yeah, I'm, I'm not going to stand up too long, but yeah, I mean, sure. that's what the media talk. The media doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, I told yeah. our guy, Mook, to pick up Demir Bird this week because I knew Seahawks DB suck and Demir Bird was going to get burned. Cost seven receptions for about, I believe, like 72 yards. Like, Shit like that, like who cares what the media thinks? So like, I'm not gonna. The media him. doesn't know football. Yeah, the, the me- media doesn't know the difference between a cover two cloud and a cover two storm. They don't. They don't right. know shit. The media right? doesn't know football. And they definitely don't know sports gambling. So um, you know, but I I do know what they be talking about. But I knew he was gonna go off this, and I think he's gonna go off this week. Raiders don't have DB, so um, look for terrible time. Um, the Demir Birds of the uh, world and the Julian Edelmans to Nikhil Harry's to go over their receiving totals. As and well. we and we mention those guys on the Patriots as though there's other guys. As though those are the guys in New England right now. Yeah, I mean, sure. that there is New England. And so, you know, those guys just simply have to produce. We we need to start expecting production from professional wide receivers. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I'm actually skipping over Jets, Colts. Um, guys, you know, nothing for it. Ten and a half points for it. spread. Pass. You know, who, who even cares for on this Ten one? Ten and um, a half. Tease me. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're going to skip that one. Um, I would say just look for the Jets team total under. Uh, Panthers at Chargers. Chargers favored by six and a half. Totals forty four. Um, Salman, how you feel? I was hoping you were gonna say skip over this as well. We <laughs> don't have too much for your Panthers. Um, Keep pounding. Um, I don't Keep know pounding. what they're pounding at this point. Um, McCaffrey's gone. We're I mean, pounding we at a top ten draft pick at this listen, point. I, this is one of my stayaways. I mean, we we can pretty, we can skip over this. You can just yeah. yeah. I, I'm Pete, and just full most. disclosure. P and I are both Panthers fans. I know you're Panthers right. fans. And, well. and we don't, you know, we don't necessarily like touching these guys. And, and it, it, it's, fan as well. it's actually pretty convenient because they're 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 not a sexy team to touch. At all. And so. Or talk about. So I have no problem. Over, but I definitely <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, Chargers for sure. I get it, but um, you don't even know who's starting for the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers fucked me last week, but Anthony Lynn's talking like Tyrod's going to I don't know. It's a little stale. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> this man. Crazy. All right, next game, Bucks at Broncos. Bucks favored by six. The total is 43 and a half. I'm going to start with me on this one. Um, <laughs> I, I can only lean with the Bucks in this spot. I didn't like them, mostly because um, it's a lot of al- it's the altitude will be, you know, crazy Brady for all of these veterans, you know, coming in here. It's only the third week of the season. They still aren't. You know what I mean? It's, it's a tight-knit group as they should be. Like, everything's not hitting all cylinders. So, I'm a little worried about that altitude and them being on the road. And, you know, they should. You know, maybe they can kind of, like, cakewalk through this maybe. But, um, so, I'm a little worried about them. And then, um, but with the Broncos, uh, Jeff Driscoll starting. 
Um, although under Vic Fangio, they're seven and three against the spread after a loss. Um, I I got nothing for Jeff Driscoll. Um, if you if you see the total at, at who they're playing again, they're playing the Bucks. Bucks yeah, if, if you see the total at, at twenty or less, just just go under, just go under. Um, so that's what I would do. Rome, how you feel about this one? Love it. Love the Bucks here. I got a double play here on the Bucks. Like the Bucks at six. Like the Bucks on a teaser on the money line. And I know you're not supposed to tease favors down, but that's how much I like the Bucks here. I don't necessarily think the altitude plays a role. I think altitude plays a role. And yeah, you know, but. It, Come on now. I mean, we, we got Tom Brady, and you got Leonard Fournette, and you have also uh, 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 Ronald Jones in the backfield. So it's not like they're not going to have expendable backs. That's what they're going to need to do to win this ball game. They're going to need to run the football. Offensive line is going to need to have some win, too, so I can't completely negate them. But I don't think this is an instance in which the defense gets tired down by the Denver Broncos offense and the combination of the altitude here. I don't think the altitude really plays a factor too much in this game, specifically for the Bucks, because I think they'll be cruising most way through this. I think it's an auto fade for me as far as the uh, Broncos. As, as long as they don't have Cortland Sutton and a quarterback worth yep. mentioning, throwing the football to them, uh, it's an auto fade against the Broncos for me. And the Bucks are, right now, they are, looks like they're top four. So they're fourth overall in opponents rushing yards per game, 85.5 on the run, so they're not giving that up. Sam, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm leaning Bucks here. Um, I'm leaning Bucks because, you know, Brady's my guy, affinity for him. I know Brady, um, him in Denver hasn't been the best. Um, so I'm just not here for the six points at this point. Uh, they, like everybody said, haven't been clicking yet, so, you know, I, I'm just not here for the six points. And With just Brady in Denver. Just a comment for. on that Brady in Denver. I mean, this isn't, you know. It's like, not December Brady in Denver. Very fair, and this isn't December Brady in Denver, and this also Denver. isn't 08 Jake Plummer Denver. All right, you guys, know, this, this is, is, this I, is I don't want to get on too long, but, like, he's 44 years old. He plays right now in the hot Tampa Sun, and he has to go across country to – just put a little put a little stock into it. That's all I'm saying. How about saying. this? And, and, and so and let's 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 not scoop past this. Let, let's kind of let's kind of like let's let's address this. So what you just said kind of opens up a prop play here. Mm-hmm. So you think forty four year old quarterback, high altitude, a favorite here mm-hmm. to win. So you see a lot of runs. Runs, yeah. So ball. can we look for uh, yards over or attempts over here on Fournette or Jones? And I think what fucks us here is the split carry. So it's, do they give the you know majority of workload to Fournette? Who did perform well, but in crunch, I mean, late time. Yeah. Last week. And, and so, I think that's something to look at there. Specifically yeah, sure. with the Bucks, I know you no want to move yeah, on yeah, here. I mean, but, no, no doubt. That is yeah. something to look at as far as the running backs, the carries, the yards, because like I said, though, I think that does play a little bit of a factor altitude. Uh, Lions at Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals favored by six. Uh, look at it was three and a half, though. 54 and a half. Uh, I'm going to start with me. I'm going to like with the Cardinals minus six. I can't get with the Lions, man. They're awful. They can't stop the run. 32nd in the league. Uh, giving up over 204 yards on the, on the ground per game. And um, they, under Matt Stafford, 27-34-2 is a road dog. I think the Cardinals have something special right now. They could just spread out your whole defense, make you think about it. And when you when you think you finally got your defense just right, Kyler Murray scrambles for 20 yards, gets you get some TD. So I like I like the Cardinals in the spot minus six. Salman, how you feel? 
Nine twenty four and one is Matt Patricia as a head coach for the Lions. Uh, I've got nothing for the Lions here. <laughs> I'm actually going to change this to a super like for the Cards. Seeing what they did to my defense, my team last week, um, and to say that we are a worse team or defense than the Lions would probably be a false statement. Um, so again, uh, Matt Patricia nine twenty four and one as a head coach. All right, uh, Rome, how you feel about this one? Let's keep this short. Cardinals minus five and a half. Okay, he's buying a half a point. There we go, baby. Cowboys at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by five. Uh, total is 56. Before I get in anything, I always want to throw this out here with Seattle. Seattle, um, since 2012, 33-26-2 is the home favorite. Um, but since 2017, the departure of the Legion of Boom, they are 7-11-1 as a home fave, including covering last week. Um, so, yeah, Cowboys at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by five. Look ahead was three and a half. Sound man, what do you think about this one? Um, I think we all know at this point how I should feel about this one. Definitely um, or on the Seahawks side. I'm only leaning the Seahawks side. Um, this one kind of stat that you have at the top of the Cowboys 22-16-1 after a win since 2016. I think that could be a thing for them. Um, Cowboys are the team that will just try to right the ship after like a game they shouldn't have won in which they shouldn't have won last week. And they'll just somehow find a way to, you know, either be competitive or beat a team they should not beat. Um, this is the game of the week. Um, shout out to America's team always being on TV, but this is the game of the week. 425 game, probably on Fox. But I'm hey, st- hey, we can't be giving out no networks and shouting them out. Can't nah, say that. Not even shouting them out. Fox. Nah, Just tell nah, me what nah. channel they on. Cut the check, baby. Uh, Cut the check. But um, Seahawks are rolling. Russell Wilson's rolling. Um, I'm Ben Team, Mr. Unlimited. Um, as you heard. Mr. Last podcast, and I probably said each and every week. Um, that's my guy. So go Seahawks. Um, their defense needs to shore it up, though. Um, defense offensive line for the Seahawks just it just hasn't been there probably since like P said the departure. So Jamal Adams is there, hopefully to help out. But like they're still just giving up points. But I'm here for the Seahawks. I'm leading Seahawks to five. I can't do nothing with the five, but Seahawks get it done. <laughs> I feel that the five is super random. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Rome Cowboys at Seahawks? Seahawks favored by five, fifty-six total. Complete pass for me. Complete I just, pass. I love it. Yeah, I just. Right. I mean, what are we getting from the Cowboys? You're right. I, what yeah. are we getting? I mean, we don't know this team under Mike McCartney yet. We we still do not know this team after two weeks, and that's not crazy. We but we don't. don't. But we do know that under Dak Prescott, this team is 19, 24, and two against the spread in non-division games. So and I, so where I want to where I want to make a note on that is under Dak Prescott, under Jason Garrett in that offense, under you know it's it's just not that trend for me just doesn't. It, specifically when you use Dak Prescott as a, as as the trendsetter, and he's now under a different, you know. No, I mean I, I get it, but like the reason I, the reason I do that is either it's either going to be I, I got to go from somewhere like in some that's fair. It's either no, that's be a fair. Coach or, very or, fair. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I just simply and that's why it is a pass for me because right. while that is very valid numbers, I can't put value to it right now under a new coach, right? But it, even um. So, I, I, what was that, non-division games? How many division games have they played so far? 
They play. Well, who do they play? Week They've one? only played one division. I mean, zero. They play no division games. I mean, they play the Rams. So they the, open up the, with yeah, the Rams. That's that saying then. They're 19, 24, and two against the spread non division games with Dak Prescott as the quarterback. So, so you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I definitely understand what you're saying, though. I, I just kind of have to pick a, like a, a point where I either go by the quarterback or the coach if the, if the standing is long enough. So, like, let's take. Um, uh, the Chiefs, for instance, I used to just go back to when uh, Andy Reid got there. So I think that was like maybe 2013, 14. 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now that Mahomes has been playing for three years, now I just go back to Mahomes' first year with Andy Reid. So I right. mean, yeah, which is kinda, fair. Yeah, right. I think, uh, and so I think this should be noted as well. This is something that you often uh, point out to me, which is very clutch. Offensive line. Offensive line. And, you know, I think. We've seen the Cowboys' offensive line be formidable. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think I think the the issue with the you know Seahawks' offensive line of the past two or three years. Remember when that was really bad the past two years? Oh, yeah, the Seahawks' it's offensive good, line right. is it better? Have we seen it be better in the past two weeks? I think we've seen Russell Wilson be amazing, but have we seen a Seahawks' offensive line that can you know truly? I mean, have we? Can we? I don't think so, no. Have I we can't. seen an offensive line from the Seahawks that can lay five at home? And actually... No, and they're better on the road say, these say, Let's just they're say the, the Seahawks are up, right? Late in that game. Are we are we looking for that offense to be able to close with a nice 60-yard drive and hand it off to Chris Carson? All that? It's not the... No. I'm just going to pass. Yeah. All right, Packers at Saints. Saints favored by three. Uh, look ahead, well, six though. Mm-hmm. They took that L. Mm-hmm. Uh, totals fifty-two. Sound man, what you think about this one? Stayed away. Mm-hmm. Stayed away. Uh, Ron, what you think about this Love one? Love the Packers here. Yeah. Love the Packers. This Wrong is actually. This is a part of my play. I love the Packers here. Money line, straight up to win that game. Mm-hmm. I don't want it at two and a half because I can't do much with it. So I might as well take the plus money here. Uh, like the Packers against the Saints, I'm a big Drew Brees is 38 years old fan. All right. I am not buying the Saints. The Saints over the past two years, I mean, we've seen Alvin Kamara end up with what, 60? I mean, the guy just got paid 74 million to catch balls out of the backfield, catch yeah. checkdowns from Drew Brees. So that just lets you know where Drew Brees is right now in his career. If Alvin Kamara is the second leading receiver on your football team, you are not pushing the ball. You are not the same. And and then and see, this is where analytics and people get caught. Watch the game. Yeah. All right. The Seahawks will put up points, but they're not going to put up points in a fashion which is going to consistently win you football games throughout the long stretch. It's, I mean, they're not going to be. The Saints window is closed in my book. Closed, over, done with. Drew Brees, they'll have to find a new quarterback before it happens in New Orleans. It won't happen under Drew Brees. Do we have Mike Thomas this week? We don't know. Adam Jones, still underrated. I don't know how. Guy scores the most touchdowns in the NFL last year. Aaron Jones, Jones, Adam Jones. I mean, shit, baseball player, (laughs) football player. I'm sorry I'm handicapping it all right now. Uh, But the guy is a scoring machine, and that's that's – Ironic yep. to say, in the sport of football, the and guy's a score machine. The Packers are number one right now in the league, rushing 280 yards per game. Imagine that. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, and you're number one in the league rushing. That's, you're going to bet against that Yeah, that's, on turf? You're with, right. With no crowd? No crowd. In, with no crowd in no. New Orleans? What have we seen from the Saints' defense that shows us otherwise? I bet Raiders last, last the other night, that was a win. Why? Because they got ran all over. 
You got Derek Carr ripping you up. Yep. And I, I mean, I totally agree with you, Ron. I think it's also uh, uh, fair to note Devontae Adams is questionable for this game. Also, questionable players play 70% of the time, so whatever yeah. that means. Yep. Uh, yeah, they are actually <laughs> – no, nah, I totally agree with you on this sure. one. Um, at, since Aaron Rodgers has been the uh, the quarterback for the Packers, um, 70-54-4 after a win, 88-71-4 against the NFC – but I, I, I do, uh, you know, the Devontae injury is a uh, question mark, though. All right, so before I get into this last one, start thinking about the teasers, gentlemen. I will start with me with this one. Chiefs at Ravens. Ravens minus three. The total is 53 and a half. Um, I will, well, actually, the Ravens are favored by three and a half now. I lean with the Chiefs just because of that extra half point. Um, I think this is going to be a super close game. I think that... Um, you know, uh, the Chiefs got their scare last week. Um, and I don't know if the, uh, you know, I think obviously Baltimore is super talented. I don't know if they have the exact personnel or the matchup with uh, the the Chargers defense. I mean, you got a Bosa on your defensive line, man. It's, it's hectic. Pretty. Period. We got a, when you're going against a Bosa, you know what I mean? It's pretty hectic. But I think, um, well, I do think the Ravens are a talented team. You know, they do lose pieces every year and they coach them up. But, um, I think the Chiefs, you know what I mean, they're, they're going to put up points. And um, so I see this being a three-point game. So at three and a half, I'll lean with the Chiefs in this one. Uh, Sam, man, what do you think? Love the Ravens here. Um, love the Ravens here solely because uh, Lamar Jackson is 0-2 versus Patrick Mahomes. I think this is the matchup, obviously, that everyone wants to hype up that we're going to see for the next 10 to however many years. I think this is just the time for him to to get a game Monday night uh, in Baltimore. Obviously, no fans, but I think he's gonna roll in there. Big trust, uh, big trust, big trust. Uh, chain swinging. Everybody's in in great spirits. Um, definitely, um, I don't think it'll be a blowout. Obviously, you know, um, their early weeks they definitely be getting up on people and just coasting through the rest of the game. I think it's definitely gonna be a. a Pretty well fought game, but I think they can get it by like a Teddy at least minimum. Um, yeah. Ravens under John Harbaugh, um, sixty six fifty seven and five after a win. Um, they're also forty one forty four and two against the spread as a home fave. That's a weird Another stat. Random stat. They randomly won fourteen regular uh, regular season games in a row. So. 14 in a row. Oh, so, uh, for 15. Rome, how do you feel about this last game? Ravens minus three. Um, three and a half. Honestly, three and I, half. I mean, come on. Now. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Lamar Jackson. It's week three. You know, it's a popcorn game for me. I'm going to sit down and just sit back and watch it. I'm going to pass on this. I don't necessarily like betting against a super volatile offense like the Chiefs. I think that is the best offense we've seen in our entire lifetime. And I think conversely, you have Lamar Jackson. On the other hand, who can make magic out of nothing? I think, you know, like I said, I think I just want to make it clear here. This is a pass for me, but I, I, I can see the Chiefs easily running away with this game simply if the Ravens get into an instance in which they can't run the football. And that has not been an issue that the Ravens have ran up against. And, and I thought yeah, they were going to run Chiefs. up against it in week, what was it, seven or eight last year against uh, New England. At home, similar spot. You got a Sunday night, Monday night primetime type game. 
and they took care of business. So that's why this is a, a legitimate pass against me. I've been looking to fade Lamar Jackson all year, and this year I told myself I wanted to play him. So <laughs> with that confusion there, I'm just going to pass this, and it's going to be a popcorn game for me. Yeah, Could I'll do a play that uh, our guy from Paris did last week, um, the uh, Ravens team total over. I don't know what it is right now, but the Chiefs uh, didn't look like they could stop the run last week, and they, their DBs have never been too great. So... Uh, I expect it to be a shootout. And, um, yeah, so I like the team total for the Ravens over. Tease me picks. Gentlemen, um, Salman, what do you got for me? Cards and Pats. Teasing them both down in pickles. Wow, here he goes again. Yes, pickles. Yes, sir. He's doing all year. <laughs> uh, Ron, what do you got for me? Teaser Can't be picks. mad at that. Uh, you know, I think, I think the only teaser rule there is in life don't tease across a zero unless you love them. And if you do, and if you do, then you might as well just take them, you know, on their line or just find an alternate line. Yep. But for me, my teaser action is going to consist of the Bucks teasing them down to basically money line at 0.5. I'm also right. going to tease the Cardinals down to money line at 5.5 or 6, whatever that line is. It's still going to be a money line play for me as far as the Cardinals. I'm going to tease the Packers up, which is my play that I also like straight. Uh, gonna tease them up to nine and a half. Also gonna tease the Rams up to eight and a half. So you got the Bucks, Cardinals, who just need to win outright, and you get points with the Packers and Rams, which I think can easily yeah. happen. You, you, how many you just give me? How many you just give me? And so four. right there, you know, I think you know, I love that. I love sticking the teasers and specifically parlays that can stay within the range of three legs, four it. legs, five legs. You start getting in the wheel. Type of territory. Yeah, yeah, that's why I only try to give out two. But if you keep it sharp, four, keep it sharks. That's fine. If you give it out four, that's fine. I think I will also go with the Cardinals uh, mm. minus one. That Lions, I, they're just awful and they can't even stop the run. Mm. So I will go there and I will go. <laughs> what is this telling me here? Is, am I going to pull this one again? I think I am. Washington football team plus thirteen. No! Give them to me and we're out of here. Best bets. <laughs> This is Omatic, a.k.a. Salman, and these are the best bets for the week. Our friend from Paris likes the Bills money line. He likes the under of 21.5 points in the first half between the Bucks and the Broncos. And he likes the Ravens total over 27 points. Our friend from Rome likes the Falcons first half minus two. He likes the Packers plus three. And he likes the Bucks minus six. Keese's best bets on the 49ers minus three and a half. And he likes the over 56 between the Cowboys and the Seahawks. P's best bets are the Bills minus two and a half. Broncos team total under 17 and a half points. And he likes the under of 46 and a half in which he's buying a point between the Browns and the Washington football team. He also likes the Bucks first half minus three. The Soundman special for the week is AR-12 over the Saints on Sunday Night Football. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 